Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, and we're back, and we'd like to hear from you. Honda of Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685 for any of the topics that we're talking about. And so we'll get to some of your response here uh, before we, we move on. Uh, off Facebook, Taylor Stewart says uh, Porzingis is Chet Holmgren. He thinks Chet Holmgren projects to be Porzingis. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, which would, would you draft him? At what point would you draft him there if you're getting Porzingis Chet Holmgren? Back? Yeah. Because outside the NBA draft is usually, you know, the top three or four guys are like, man, these guys could be superstars. And then you're just kind of like, these guys can play in the NBA for a long time. If I was Chet Holmgren's nutritionist, I'd take him top five. I'd get him on all kinds of cottage cheese, canned chicken. <laughs> that kid will gain some weight. Peanut butter and jelly. Oh, yeah. Uh, with whoever Gonzaga's nutritionist is, 15th. 15th for Chet Holmgren. Wow. Dude, I'm telling you, like, in the NBA – to some point, you have to be able to defend. Not like you used to, obviously. But again, you put that kid against Joel Embiid, he's going to get bullied. Joel Embiid bullies Miles Turner, who weighs 50 pounds heavier. Yeah. Joel Embiid consistently drops 30 or 40 on Miles Turner. You tell me Chet Holmgren's going to be able to guard Joel Embiid? He's going to make him look silly. Well, that's right. Again, I think he's a stretch four at this point in time unless he gains some weight, um, at least in certain matchups. You know, it's, it kind of depends on who's out there on the court. But, yeah, for some of those big guys that can, you know, back him down, it'd be pretty difficult mm -hmm. for him. But, I mean... For as young as he is, you're still pretty excited about him. Um, I, I thought it was kind of weird because I did seem like opening night, and he was the he was all the talk going into the season, right? He, he was. was the top recruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, you kind of want to get your first first look at him. I did the same thing. I think it was did Gonzaga play Duke? I think it was the Benchero. I, saw yeah, I think the same it was the beginning too. of the season. Yeah, uh, that was one of the games I watched. And, it's, it was just hard to be like, man, how good is this guy going to be? Um, but as the season went along, you know, you could kind of see him develop and, you know, get used to it. And um, Look, if he solid, was 6'7", we'd be having a different discussion. I just don't see how someone that tall and that lanky can be that good. Maybe it's a Kristaps Porzingis, but even Kristaps Porzingis weighs more than him. Yeah. He's just a small kid. He doesn't even weigh 200 pounds. He's 7 foot. I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't see it. Uh, Kelsey off the text line says, can we please get some Albert Pujols talk? The machine is coming home, and I am pumped. Uh, that's right. Uh, Albert Pujols signed a one-year contract with the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. I saw the Cardinals doing something for agency. I'm an Arizona Cardinals. So I said, oh, my goodness. They waited all this time. <laughs> yeah, Finally, something it. happened. And no, it wasn't anything to do with the Arizona Cardinals. But uh, the St. And it's funny when I tell people, by the way, that I'm a Cardinals fan. Like people that are kind of in and out of sports or whatever, they forget the Arizona Cardinals exist. Oh they my think goodness! I'm talking so about they just the immediately think St. Louis. Cardinals. Yeah, like, well, I asked you about football and you told me a baseball team, but you like yeah. baseball, okay? No, but no. I luckily like for you Cardinals. though, Kelsey, Albert Pujols, there's your first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't yes. think anyone could take that from him. Also, Brian Absolutely. says you're actually arguing that players in the NBA actually played defense. Come on now, Nate. I know, Brian. It's Look, it's not like what it used to be, but come playoff time, if Chet Holmgren's on a playoff team, they play defense in the playoffs, kind of. No, and, he they will get, do. and he will get bullied by Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic. He'll get bullied. 
<laughs> Again, if he yeah. if he is getting bullied, then he is not the matchup for them. <laughs> I don't think that he is who you would you would have as your five. Uh, let's get into this too, Nate. Uh, you had a big weekend as far as your even like your your what do they call it post humorous uh, Virginia Tech team. They're all they're all done for. <laughs> We're the not year. discussing that. <laughs> but either way, you, know that you still feel like Virginia Tech is better and get should deserve <laughs> more respect because they had what three Elite Eight. Uh, Teams from the ACC they on did. a down year, and they now did. two teams in the Final Four. Look, college basketball has and always will run through the ACC. Once the Big East decided to split up, and they split between the American, the new Big East. Yeah. Um, I think the old uh, Big East. Notre, awesome. Notre Dame went to the ACC. Once that happened, basketball was ran through the ACC, and that obviously hasn't changed this year. And I don't know if it's just because they performed so well in the tournament. There are coaches that have been there, obviously Coach K. Roy Williams isn't there anymore, but Hubert Davis has been there in the past as part of the program. He's been there as a player, the first player to also exactly. play and coach in the Final and Four it's, the same team. Every single year I say this, the ACC teams will show up in the tournament, and I understand the Big Ten had the most selections, blah, blah, blah. Basketball starts and ends with the ACC, and I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. How is it a down year? Like, that's what I didn't understand. They had a terrible January. The conference had a terrible January. That's why UNC was a lower seed. That's why Miami was a lower seed. That's why Virginia Tech, for crying out loud, had to win the ACC to make the damn tournament. Yeah. But it's still a good conference. I never understood that from the beginning. And now, no matter which way you slice it, you're going to have an ACC team in the championship. Yeah. I think Kansas is the best team left, but I said that about Arizona, and that didn't work out really at all. So I could be very wrong. Here's some uh – Big Ten basketball for you, Nathan. All right. Uh, some news out of Champaign, Illinois. Andre Curbelo, portal. Uh, I figured that was coming. He didn't play. Nebraska? That'd be great. Uh, actually, he's kind of a head case. I don't know how great it would be. Hey, but hey there's nothing wrong. We remember try, when we, he we was, take him all the time. Coach him up. Remember the Nebraska game where did he get points. a technical or he should have got a technical for just walking on the floor? He's in street right. clothes. He wasn't yeah, playing. That's right. That's he had like right. two incidents in that game where you're just like, yeah. you, get, you need to calm that guy down. He's, got, he's got some uh, big afro. Yeah, he's really good. He just he seemed to have like the Alonjo Verge factor to him this year, where like he was expected to take over for Ayodisumu and basically be his heir apparent, be really good, all Big Ten guard. Uh, and they just kind of played him here and there. He had his injuries, but he was basically really good or really taken away from the team. I would take Io. Ayodisumu, yeah. Would you <laughs> absolutely? Curbelo, I don't know because he's he's kind of feisty. I mean, he got to lose Bach. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly, if, if they announced it, I would be excited about Stop it. Stop it, ACC, exactly. man. I'm just saying, look, an ACC team is going to the <laughs> national championship. That's all I'll say. Brad Underwood decided not to play him, despite knowing that he's one of his most talented players. That is true. The whole second half that of that true. game, they got eliminated. That tells okay, me That's a good point. there's a red flag or two with Andre point. Curbelo, but I think his talent is enough to give it a look if you can rein him in. That's that's a good point. ACC, man, um, who wins, North Carolina or Duke? Uh, nothing would give me more happiness than to see Coach K lose to UNC in his yeah. last home game and lose to UNC in the Final Four when everyone said the UNC is having a down year, which by UNC standards, they probably are. Yeah. But nothing would make me happier. Send Coach K out yeah. the worst possible way he possibly can, <laughs> which would have been St. Peter's. Peter's. That would have been hilarious, and yeah. it would have been the greatest yeah. thing that ever happened in college basketball. But now is, we're stuck with UNC, UNC. Is Duke hated as much as they are with Coach K, or excuse me, when John Shire takes over as they would with Coach K? 
I think so, just because they're still Duke. Because it's Duke. It, it's yeah. still Duke. And they, they've set themselves up this way. I know because when's the last time we saw a team without Coach K as the coach? The 70s? For Duke, yeah. I mean, it's been a He's long, the brand. He is the brand. But I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. And they're no. a well-oiled machine at this time. As long as you keep getting three, four, five, five stars in the class, you're going to be a well-oiled machine. You're still going to be the Duke brand. I don't think anything changes. And John Shire's been like doing a majority of the recruiting recently. Absolutely. For all those classes that they've been getting that are really good. Um, so I think that'll continue. It will definitely take away from it. Because like you said, I mean, there are very few things. All of us are included in this and a lot of our listening ship out there is that, you know, it's it's been this. There, it just there comes to a certain amount of time, right? Eventually, Tom Brady's not going to play for the Patriots. Eventually, Kobe's not going to play for the Lakers, right? And, and you just kind of go through these processes in your life where you go, "That's always been the same way my entire life," and that's kind of how I feel comfortable with it. And usually, it's not even your entire life, right? It's from whatever you were sports aware, and maybe you know Kobe right. got drafted in '97 right. or whatever. Right. I was a little bit older, whatever it was, '96. Coach K has literally been coaching and winning games and championships our at Duke lifetime. our entire life and well before it. Literally almost our parents' lives. Too, yes. At this point. So it's, it's going to be weird, man. He is, and, he, and, and this week he surpassed John Wooden for the most Final Fours. Um, John Wooden's tough to top with 11 championships. If Coach K gets six, um, you know, I, I think he'll have an argument. I think he already does have an argument just because Wooden, you know, the times are different. College basketball wasn't big at, as much of a national sport. And then, you know, the parody wasn't there and they had smaller tournaments for the NCAA tournament. Um, it's hard to do. I don't want to go back and crack back on Coach Wooden because I didn't watch any of his teams. Obviously, his, his championships time, yeah. are, speak for themselves. So I'm not the one that would be, give you a best comparison for that. Um, but at least in my lifetime, by far, Coach K is the best college basketball coach I've ever seen. Perhaps the Bobby best Knight, coach. Bobby Knight's probably in that discussion as well. Maybe. A little bit. Um, Bobby Knight was just kind of a hothead. He was kind of, kind of yeah, there at the bit. end. Um, you know, he had his run at Texas Tech. And, and you know, that sort of thing kind of, you know, even you bring up the Michael Jordan discussion, the Washington Wizards, like people want to admit that. Michael Jordan fans would just admit the Wizards happen. You know, Bobby Knight people might want to do the same thing with Texas Tech and mm -hmm. anything post getting fired from Indiana. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, uh, you know, that's something that, that Coach K is not going down with, right? I mean, you, you kind of think about the same thing for Coach Osborne. When he left, he won a national title. He was at the top of his game. And regardless of whether Coach K finishes with a title, he's never had any nonsense at Duke. I mean, it, 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 I mean it's just a pretty clean program. His players have been some hotheads in the past. Yeah, the, the Zion thing was kind of fishy there for a second. Yeah, but. you had the Christian Leitners, the Grayson Allens, J.J. Redick for a time. So I guess you had that, but I wouldn't say that's so much an indictment on Coach K. It was more just kind of the players in, in the time, and kind of the hatred towards Duke probably played into that a little right. bit as well. But, I, again, I am part of the majority that does not like Duke, does not like Coach K, so I would love to see him go out. But I, I feel like that put aside, you can't – he is one of the – if not the best coaches of all time, well, you, you, yeah. can't, you can't disagree with that. And he's just a guy again that I, I'm I'm like you. Never cheered for him a day in my life. Um, but it's like it's kind of like even as a Red Sox fan when Jeter retired, it's like okay, yes, it's a monumental, so frustrating. But that, that guy happens. should get yeah. the most amount of respect just because of what he, how many days he ruined my, my of mine, <laughs> the primary rival, you know, fan of his. Right. Um, it, at some point, it almost gets past hatred and wanting payback and stuff. Eventually, just go. 
gosh darn, I respect that guy's guy a baseball player. Yeah. And, you know, it's the same thing with Coach K. It's just, my God, is that guy an icon. He's a good coach. He's a good coach. It'll be nice to see him go because it, it'll be very interesting because, like you said, we haven't known Duke. A majority of people that watch college basketball have never known Duke outside of Coach K. And it looks like Hubert Davis has stepped right in Roy Williams' shoes, and it seems like it's almost seamless. Obviously, they're a lower seed this year, but they're in the Final Four. Yeah. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens with Duke because I know they mentioned it. I think it was the uh, college basketball po- postgame show. You have coaches like Bill Self that have one title. Oh, yeah. And you have guys. Tom Izzo, uh, Jim Mark, Beheim, Mark all one Few, Mark doesn't Few doesn't even yeah. have one. I mean, it's just so difficult in college basketball, especially the way that the tournament is set up. And now when you have the play-in games, there's more teams involved. Um it's tough, man. It, it is really tough to make the Final Four, and it is really tough to win a national championship. So it'll be very interesting to see how this transition is post-Coach K. Well, it's crazy, too, just to think, because when Coach K leaves, he's you know somebody has to take over that spot as the best current coach in, in college basketball. And I don't know exactly who it would be. Of course, that's been a large part of the discussion. Um, but these guys in the tournament can still – I mean, if Bill Self wins number two, he's got to be right up there. If Jay Wright there. wins number three, he's got to be right I up there. I think Tony Bennett's up there as well. Yeah. Um, I know UVA had a down year, but if, if you look he's at He's only that, got one, though. If too. you look at that UVA team, they were not very good, man. Like, he's, he's just that good of a coach. So, I think he would be in that discussion, but it would probably have to be Jay Wright. That's what I'm thinking, too. I would assume, especially if he gets it this year. It's almost without a doubt Jay Wright. Right. But, I mean, he's the only one. I'm pretty sure he's the only current coach outside of Coach K, obviously, that has two. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> Do you want to count Iona? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Rick Pitino we <laughs> yes. can throw into that. That's um, right. Screw it, Rick Pitino to Nebraska. Why not? There um, you go. Well, Fred Hoiberg's still here. Nah, <laughs> but it would be. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, it would probably be Jay Wright. Yeah. I, w- I would throw Mark Few into that, but like you said, he's never won one. And Jay Wright's so weird. And Villanova is yeah, – I saw a tweet about this. I tweeted at you. We argued about the Blue Bloods in college, oh my God. college football. We're not going to start this, back. but somebody <laughs> tweeted out a this. Blue Blood argument with uh, basketball and saying, should Villanova replace Indiana as the Blue Blood? Maybe. And that could certainly be somebody's argument that uh, is, is fresh to it. But um, to me, it's you know, it, it's it's crazy that Villanova – um, obviously part of the Catholic seven, you know, the old big East, the new big East. Um, and, and Jay Wright has done a, a, a magnificent job there. It's just weird because they're in that Philadelphia market. So they're like the fifth at best, most cared about team in that market, which is insane. So regardless of how many titles it gets, yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is weird. Um, I was really hoping that he would have taken the 76ers job when they took doc, but it seems like he's, he's more committed to college basketball at that point. <sighs> It just makes you think, because you look at, I think the best example of that is Brad Stevens, who coached Mm -hmm. your Celtics. I would say that wasn't really a success, him leaving college. Obviously, I don't think Butler was the end goal for him, but if you look at the landscape of college basketball, there's no doubt in my mind that he could have gotten a top-tier Power 5 coaching job. Oh, yeah. And some guys he are probably just, still could. And he's, exactly. But some guys – but now I know he has an executive role with the Celtics. Yeah. I don't think he's he He's basically has, a GM. And he, Celtics, I don't think he has yeah. any desire to leave at this point in time. But you look at a guy like that, maybe it would have been a better decision for him to stay in college. So I, if you're one of these coaches like Jay Wright and you have somewhat of a well-oiled machine at Villanova, do you really want to leave? Yeah. I, and, it, and, I, and I feel bad, too, for Villanova because I was looking forward to that game, and now it looks like they're going to be off without their second-leading scorer, got right. hurt at the end there. And Kansas and looked good, man. Yeah. 
Cans look good. Really good. Man, for as good as the good as the Sweet 16 was this whole tournament's been, that Elite Eight was rough. It was terrible. It was <laughs> not awful. much to watch there. No. Uh, but in any case, uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about. It. Let's talk about this actually. Uh, the Buckeye Wire actually did the top 14 jerseys, ranked the jerseys in football for the Big Ten. We'll break down his rankings coming up next. Obviously, I think he's a bit biased with, based on his number one team. We'll be next here uh, here on the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Colligan Water on 93.7 The Ticket.